Welcome to the Ben Wasserman Show. I'm your host, Ben Wasserman. And the start of a rivalry weekend, the New York Yankees versus the Boston Red Sox. You know how many people cared about the game? Zero. You know who didn't watch the game? This guy. Because I knew going into the game exactly what was going to happen. And I'll get into the Yankees debacle once again. Maybe another candidate for worst loss of the season. Not quite, because I'll get into the Marlins series, the Braves series, and the future games in this Red Sox series. But first off, how is everybody doing? Besides for the New York Yankees, how is everybody doing in your life? I got a lot to talk about today. The Yankees, like I just mentioned, Jets, the offensive line is a train wreck. Tiki Barber says Robert Sala was ducking hard knocks. I'll get into that. I'll get into my official review of hard knocks episode two. And third, I will talk about my issue, maybe not issue, but my opinion with packing and how much I hate it. I am going to school tomorrow to Penn State. I am leaving in about 11 hours. I'm filming the show. It's 10.02. I'm leaving at approximately 9 a.m. So 11 hours from now, I will get into all of that. But we have to start off by talking about the Yankees. And before I get into the Yankees, I have a very special guest that just joined the queue, and I want to get him on as soon as possible so he does not have to wait. This does not apply to everybody, but this is my right-hand man. This is my partner in crime when it comes to talking about New York sports. Everybody, welcome to the show, Ben Taylor. Benny, what up? I'm flattered. I'm your right hand, man. I'm flattered. Of course. Of course. Um, I'm going to be honest, Benny. I did not check what happened with the Mets today. Okay, they're winning. They're winning. Nothing, but I did see that Pete Alonso threw a rookie's ball into the stands after he got his first hit of the game. Thoughts on that? Um, I just got back up to State College yesterday, so um, I haven't been paying attention to the Mets because they're not good. But I, I, knowing Pete, that's a mistake. I don't yes, think Pete would do that on purpose. Uh, but it's the Mets. It, it is what it is. What were you going to say about the Yankees? I can talk about the Yankees. I'm ready. I want to hear this. All right. This is what I was going to say about the Yankees. It, it's basically what myself and what others have been saying the whole year. Bad roster constructions. Absolute disaster. I titled this yep. show. This is the worst Yankee season of my life. Benny, listen to this. I don't even watch the games anymore. And you know me. I am a diehard fan. I love my team, but I can't watch the games anymore because when I wake up in the morning, I know exactly what's going to happen. First off, they don't have any pitching. That's not even the biggest concern anymore because their lineup is so bad. And that's been the biggest concern the whole season. I know what's going to happen every single game when I wake up. And that's that the Yankees will not score more runs than their opponent. They lost a game to the Marlins when they had a seven to three lead in the ninth. They got swept in Atlanta. Anybody could have predicted that. And now they get embarrassed against the Red Sox. I could have predicted that. It's August 18th. We still got – we. the Yankees have to play baseball for another month and a half. I feel bad for them. 
I, you're, you're right. I mean, look, the Yankees are not playing well. And who predicted this? Oh, I, I shouldn't say predicted. I, I knew there were flaws in the Yankee roster. You did too. I point, we both pointed it out, but we both thought they were going to make the playoffs. But my, my God, they're, they're awful. And uh, let me just put this out there. I'm not with Sal Licata that's saying that the Yankees, their problems, Aaron Judge. I'm not saying that. That's his take. Met fans do not believe that. I'm in many Mets chats. I'm in the Barstool one. We do not believe that. We don't agree with him. Just putting that out there. Yeah, and I'm very happy that you announced that because I think, and you know I'm a fan of WFAN, but I think that the station, and I'm not saying it, it's it's bad thing, but I think the station is focusing a lot currently on hot takes and clicks. I mentioned yeah. earlier how Tiki said that he thinks the Jets canceled practice against the Bucks because Robert Sala couldn't be there. I've seen many places that that's not true and that they actually practiced on that day. That's a different story. But in in regards to Sal Licata's statement, that was a crazy statement. And I like Sal. I like his energy. I usually like what he says. He's a Mets fan, so you know he's not one of my faves. But that was a crazy statement. I mean, yes, does Aaron Judge's injuries hurt the team? Of course. But, I mean, the guy is the captain for a reason because he's the best player on the team. And when healthy, one of the best players in the MLB. So that was a crazy statement. And he hit a home run tonight. Uh, exactly. And I just wanted to point that out. I do not. I like Sal Licata, the person. His sports takes, I do not like. He is a clown. A sports takes, <laughs> oh, he is man. a clown. I'm going to get this out. I'll say it on Penn State Radio if I have to. This guy, all he said, he, he thinks he's better than everybody with his sports takes. Meanwhile, every sports take he's ever had, at least recently, has been wrong. He said the forty, not the. He said the Falcons were going to be good. He's a Falcons fan. They're terrible every year. He said the NL East was over, and that him and Frank the Tank, the Brave fan, the Braves players have come out and said they motivated the players by saying the NL East was over. Or in Frank's t- case, ranting and raving and flipping out when your team wins 101 games. He said the Yankees this year was going. They were going to turn around and win the World Series. Well. Since he said that, the Yankees have been terrible. There's factual evidence. He said Pete Alonso is a cancer in the clubhouse. He shouldn't get traded because it's the last year of his deal. No, it's because he's a cancer in the clubhouse. This guy is a clown. His sports takes are terrible. I just had to get that off my chest. No, and for the most part, I agree with you. I don't like calling people a clown when I like somebody. But the points that you made were very fair. The Alonzo can't. We can't. I can't hear you. I said, what the heck happened to my microphone? I don't know what happened. I said, the Alonzo cancer in the clubhouse one didn't make sense. The judge one. It, it's whatever. We all say dumb things. I say dumb things. But back I to the here. I mean, Benny, I, j- this guy, Brayron Bello, you know what makes me so mad? When... Okay, the Yankees suck. We know that. But the fact mm-hmm. that there's, like, no hope in the future, the fact that the Red Sox have this 24-year-old who just shoves, his stats might not be that great, but, of course, he shoves against the Yankees. You look at other teams, even the Mets, Alvarez, all these young guys, the Yankees, sure. They got Volpe. He's played every single game. He hasn't even been that great. But there's no hope. Benny, can you give me some hope? No, because I said I was happy with the Mets selling at the deadline. I said that on my own podcast. I was at a loss for words. 
I think I said that to you in text messages. I think the Yankees, I agree with Brandon Tierney. The Yankees should have sold at the, at the deadline. They should have tried to do something to mix this up. And from what I understand, Brian Cashman's coming back. I mean, you would know that more than I would, but apparently there have been reports, if you believe, Brandon Tierney and Evan Roberts, which I do, they haven't done anything to make me not believe them, that unless it gets really ugly, he, they're coming back, Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone. So I'm, you know me, I'm positive to, an, to a degree, but I, I got nothing. <laughs> no, exactly. I completely agree with you. This is what's going to happen. And I want to make this very, very clear for you and for everybody who might be listening. Aaron Boone will lose his job. The Yankees in the offseason will say we had injuries. The luck didn't go our way. The, they're probably going to say that the luck of the draw, it wasn't our year, but we got a new manager and we have MVP. This is what they're going to say. We have MVPs and not just Judge. They're referring to Staten too. And we what have gold glove players referring to LeMahieu and Rizzo. And then it's going to be the same thing. Aaron Boone, and as much as... He does make mistakes. Aaron Boone is not the reason why the Yankees suck right now. It is all on Cashman and whoever else is on his team. Of course, on the players, but the guy who brings in the players, I think should get the most blame. And you said this in March and you, I've been pumping your tires ever since then. I don't know, man. This is just not good because they're going to roll out the same squad next year. They might have some younger players, maybe Everson Pereira will light it up in September, maybe. Maybe Austin Wells will light it up, but they're still going to have the old folks. They're still going to have Stanton, LeMahieu, Rizzo, and those guys will not hit 500 combined. I, I agree with you, and what bothers me if I'm a Yankee fan is this guy, let's be, I love Brian Cashman. Let me put this out there, just like Sally Cotton. Really, not, probably a really nice human being, does a lot of stuff for charity. But as a baseball man, he is a failure. For the past 12 years, he has not drafted and developed players, except Aaron Judge, which they were calling a bust when he got called up in 2016. Gary Sanchez was a, bu was a bust in New York. I mean, I can list them if you want. I mean, the prospects have not developed here. To me, it just it screams for change. And I've been saying that with the Yankees for a while, that they just need someone else in there. Brian Cashman, we all know, is a part of the family. And just, he's not going to get fired when he should. Look, he's a failure. They haven't won a World Series in 12 years. And I don't care what anybody says. I would rather be in the Mets situation where it's this year sucks. I'll be the first one to admit it. I'm very disappointed. I said World Series are bust. But I know that my owner... And my general manager or my future president of baseball operations, hopefully David Stearns, they have a direction. The Yankees are just like, okay, we're just going to bring back DJ LeMayhew, which granted no one thought he was going to decline this fast. Stanton, that deal was a terrible deal. The Marlins look like they might have actually won that deal because some of their prospects are finally developing and they got that huge salary off their backs. I mean – can you name me a couple prospects that have developed under Cashman other than Aaron Judge? And Volpe um, we're going to give a pass to. Mm, prospects that have developed under Brian Cashman, not named Aaron Judge. Um, no, I can't. Exactly. To me, that just screams 
hey, we're, we're, we're failures. This is failing. It's time for a change. Again, this isn't a personal attack. This is just me looking at the results. And to me, the results scream we're not meeting our goal. And I'm used to the Yankees being a World Series contender every year. And look, we're not gonna, I'm not going to keep saying if this was George Steinbrenner, they would be fired. Like These guys would be fired. We all know that already. But you're a Yankee fan. Tell me if I'm off base here. No, you're, you are right on the base. And I was going to make a little analogy. The Yankees this season are like a girl who would go up to you, tickle your back, and you're like, damn, that feels good. Let's continue in the back. And then she would just leave. Like the Yankees, they got the guys on paper. They're, you might think they might come out to the field and actually play, or they actually come out to the field and play for eight innings and then lose the game. Let me know if that analogy is good. They tickle your back, and then they run away because they're actually not good. No, you're, you're right. And look, I'm not saying that Omar Minaya should replace Brian Cashman, who's in the front office with them right now, or the old San Francisco Giants general manager should build or should take over and build the team. I'm saying this should be a complete, hey, you're all fired, a complete cleaning of house, and – Look, I don't. I think David Stearns is coming to the Mets, but what about Theo Epstein? Just to name someone. What about someone yeah, like him? I'm a big fan of him. I, I'm a really big fan of him, actually. I, I mean, there there are other people I'm probably not thinking of. What Billy Bean, former Met player, Oakland A's general manager. What about him? He wanted to come to the Mets till the Oakland A's said, "No, we're not trading you to the Mets." So you know who I would like a lot, and I know this guy isn't really loved in the baseball community. <laughs> But every time you hear his name, it's because of success, and that's David Dabrowskis. I know he's on the Phillies and probably not going to be moved or whatever, but he would be awesome. He's a big spender, but his teams win, and they win in the postseason. Yeah, I, I don't think he's leaving. His, I think he loves Philadelphia. I do. So I, I, yeah. I don't think he's leaving, but I have no hatred towards him. What about Crane? I was reading a book about him, a great Andy Martino book. Shocking I say Andy Martino did anything professionally. Oh, Andy Martino, man, you're on one guy. today. Yeah. Oh, Jim Crane? Yeah, from the Astros, who got fired. I, I think that he deserves a second chance. Everyone else from that scandal, except Carlos Beltran, have gotten second chances. Look, I think it's time for a change. I was saying that back in February when everyone was thinking the Yankees were going to be like this, dominate, this dominating team. I was saying that. Not to take a bow. I, I wanted to be wrong. Like, if you wanted to take no. my baseball predictions to start the year, I went over whatever. The Padres have stunk. The Mets have stunk. But if this doesn't get Brian Cashman fired, what will? Um, Nothing. Uh, unless Brian Cashman dies, and I'm not wishing death, Ooh. but unless he dies, that is the only way he would lose his job, and he wouldn't really lose it. He would just die. And I'm not wishing death. But I truly think that's the only way that he loses his job. Ben, you you follow me. You're friends with me. You know what I do. I'm telling you, the Jonas Brothers concert last week was 100 times more fun than 99% of the Yankees games that I've gone to this year at Yankee Stadium. There was only one Yankees game this year that was more fun than the Jonas Brothers concert. And that was when Garrett Cole shoved against... The what team was it? I, I forget the exact team, but it was when he did the finger wagging thing that game. Was it the Rays? 
Yeah, was that the Rays? I, I thought it was the Rays, but I'm not sure. It was either the Rays or somebody else. But that was the only game that was more fun than Jonas Brothers. I'm telling you, the stands were shaking. I, I mean, I don't think I've ever been to a Yankees game, not only this year, but in, in total, where the stands were shaking. It, it's right. just, I mean, I don't know if you're not going to college like Ben and I, and you are in the state of New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, whatever, and you are planning to going to, a, if you're planning on going to a Yankees game, you are out of your mind insane. Um, I, I got to agree with you because their stadium stinks. And I've said that for a while. I, I compare it to City Field. There's like nothing. And I do even said this when you went to City Field with me. It's not even I a competition. Oh, yeah. City Field's beautiful. The Cohen's really did a great job renovating it. I'm not going to lie to you. It was Yankee Stadium. The concourse is too small. The food options, very lousy. Hey, I've been very open about this. The Bronx, I mean, the Queens isn't much better, but. There, there is not a lot to love about Yankee Stadium besides that it's Yankee Stadium. Good vibe when the team is doing well, but not this year. I, again, I didn't watch the game. It was on Apple TV. Why should I support Hal Steinbrenner on Apple TV when his product makes me want to cry? So I didn't watch it. But the chicken baskets should have been thrown on the field, not hitting any players but just thrown on the field to make a statement. Benny, I saw on Twitter, I don't know if this happened or not, but I saw on Twitter that the bleacher creatures were planning on putting bags over their heads, like what your Giants fans and my Jets fans used and to Met do fans. Like not too long ago, and Mets fans put bags over their heads Devil's to fans. protest Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner's product. It, it's it's gotten to that point. Look, I... I don't know. I mean, there, there's never going to be anyone like George Steinbrenner again. I, I'm, I'll be the first one to admit it. And maybe that's a good thing. I, I don't think it's a good thing because my favorite George Steinbrenner quote was, I hate losing. And that's something that it literally bothers me to lose. And that's something I take into my coaching career, into everything I've done. But there has to be some form of how Steinbrenner saying this is not good. Like, we can't run this back, Right. There's got to be something that says that. Yeah, so I tweeted, I quote tweeted one of my friends that works at Sirius. And he said, like, why am I here? Or this is no fun. It was a picture of Yankee Stadium. And I quote tweeted saying, how doesn't care. And I do think he cares, but I don't think he cares enough. I think he cares about the stadium being full and the team making profit. And that doesn't be care much enough about how much the team is winning. I mean, if you care enough, you wouldn't say in June that you don't understand why the fans are being worried. I think he's mad, but I don't think he's as mad as the fans or as mad as Aaron Boone and the players. And, and I think that's a big issue. I don't know. I'm making assumptions here, but that's that's just what the vibe kind of that we've always gotten from Steinbrenner. Like, oh, you guys are showing up to the stadium. We're doing okay. Look, I know – I'll just use Steve Cohen as an example, and I, I can use the Mara family. I, I don't want to use the Johnsons because Woody Johnson hasn't owned the team enough for me to say the brothers, the Johnson brothers, to know. But Jim Jim Dolan, I could say the same thing to a degree. I know those guys care. Like, I know John Mara cares. I know Steve Cohen cares. But like you said, I, I don't know if Brian – not Brian Cashman. They're basically related pretty much how Steinbrenner cares. I, I, don't, I don't know that. <laughs> What instance after 2009 
has he shown to me that he cares about putting a winning product on the field? Garrett Cole, yes. I mean, Rodon, I guess, even though I, I said at the time that was an overpay and it looks like I was right. And you said it too on the radio that it was a little bit of an overpay, but yeah, the well, lineup. The spending is there, but yes. there's no tweets. Not that I'm asking for tweets, but there's no like, you know, he never really He's like, toned up. that emotion. Like even Jim Dolan, he'll go on the fan or or he'll publicly say something like, you just don't get it from Steinbrenner. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. He's just tone deaf. I'll say that. Yeah, I, mean, I agree with you there. All right, well, Benny, let's run through. Um, well, first off, going back to that Marlins game, because, man, I still can't believe they lost that one. Were you watching that or were you following that like throughout last Sunday? Um, yes, to a degree I was. And I thought it was funny. Cole pitched six and two th- six innings, gave up two earned runs, and they lose. I, I mean, I still can't believe they lost that one. The Braves game, there's nothing to talk about there. But going back to tonight, Johnny Brito gets the start. This guy should not be in the majors. Severino shouldn't be in the majors. They don't have pitching, so it is. How what much it is. do you want to bet, Luis Severino? Sorry to interrupt. Is going to go to like the Padres or to another team like Gary Sanchez did, like Aaron Hicks did with Baltimore, and he's going to have a career resurgence. Oh, I think that is 100% going to happen. I think he would have a career resurgence if he just got sent down for a week. But they they don't do that, and they really can't do that. But I think they can figure out a way. But, I mean, it's brutal. I, I said before I feel bad for him, and now I'm at the point where I don't feel bad for him because it's like, oh, bad three games, okay, I feel bad for you. Oh, bad six games, nah, you suck. But now it's like, you, you're literally publicly saying that you're the worst pitcher in baseball and your team is not helping you get better. And That's why I'm I feel sure bad for they're him. helping him between games. But look at Alec Manoa and the Blue Jays. As embarrassing as it is, they sent him down so he can work on his stuff. Severino just gets put out there every five days and Aaron Boone just says, oh, he looked better today. Five earned runs? No, that was the best version of Severino that we got today. That's what he said. <laughs> Oh, I know. See, I don't follow the Yankees like you, but I, I know what's going on in Yankee land. I, I know. I, it, it's a mess. It's a, as Joe Beningo says, it, it's a disgrace, you know. It sure it, is. Look, what are we going to talk about on the radio? I mean, like, football doesn't start for a while here. Like, we're going to have to We got Penn really... State in two weeks. We got Jets hard knocks, which I was going to get to. Have you been watching the hard knocks? I'm going to catch up on it. Because I Good. my internship, I, I'm off tomorrow, so I'm going to catch up on it. Yeah. No, I hear it's, it's very good. bad. Oh, okay. I think the first episode is better than the second. The second one um, had a lot of entertaining parts, good moments, um, good Robert Sala speeches. But he it did also that on purpose. I agree moment. with Tiki Barber on that. He, he, he was dropping F-bombs on purpose because I – I did hear in the first episode that he was really getting pushed around by uh, Rogers a little bit. That's what I heard from everybody. Yeah, Rogers is is the king alpha there, and I was surprised by how much they they uh, talk about him because you would think like players and coaches would view him as just another guy, just another teammate, but they view him as we view him, like he is the, the savior or Jesus Christ savior. Yes. Yeah, uh, but. Hey, I don't care. Just win. Win. I, that's all I care about. 
No, I was talking about it with my roommate today. Uh, the Giants could conceivably conceivably get 11 wins. Like, in my head, there's nine wins the Giants should get on paper. Like, the Jets and Giants could be very good this year. Like, we could come back and be talking about a legitimate playoff run for both teams this year, which is good because January for me last year was exciting, but I don't know how exciting it was for the Jet fans. January. Yeah, it went uh, drastically downhill in January. <laughs> don't you mean December? <laughs> uh, December, yeah, because that was when the li- they played the Lions and they played. I the felt bad for you that day. Yeah, that was bad. The the guy on four on fourth and one, the guy that I don't I don't even remember his name. He lit, it was the tight end, and he broke free like that. That drove that would drive me nuts. Yep, I remember standing an inch away from my television in disbelief, and then Zach Wilson almost led a uh, a game either tying or winning drive, but solid in call timeout. There was a, a lot that went on, but that is in the past. And you know what else is in the past? Tonight's Yankees game, because tomorrow the best pitcher in baseball pitches, and I'm not going to say that they're going to win because I actually don't think they're going to win, but I will say this. Garrett Cole, I expect him to have a great game. But the only reason I'm saying that is because he's the only reason I will be watching tomorrow's game. So remember that um, – what is it? I guess we can say bet because we're not on comedy. The bet we made about who would have a better year, Max Scherzer or Justin Verlander or the Yankees. <laughs> How are we going to judge that? Because it's going to be very close. But Carlos Rodon, he really made it a close one. Yeah, yes, for sure. Carlos Rodon is coming back on Tuesday, I believe, so – Maybe he'll have a nice resurgence in his final four starts, but that guy is, has been an absolute bum. <laughs> Strong word there. No, no, it's football. Jets, Giants. We got a that. What is that? Week eight. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, let's check. I think that is in the October month, and that would be October. By the way, the Jets' first month is They're very daunting. Well, um, yeah, it is very daunting. Like they, they could easily go October I was close. 29th. Yes, that'll be a fun day. That will be a fun day. Um, Benny, I don't know if you've been following me on Twitter or. Well, uh, I follow you on Twitter. Much, I'm not sure how much I've actually tweeted this. I've just been talking about it to different people. I am very high on Daniel Jones, and I'm also very high on the Giants as a whole. I don't think they could win the division. But they will finish in second in my mind. If and they, they don't, it's going to be a top four team in the NFC. Top four team. The NFC is very weak. I will say it that. It is very weak. I know. I don't know. With, well, I, I'm, I don't. We don't know yet where we're going to be on the radio station. Like we could have a Friday show. We could have a Monday show. We could have a Wednesday show. But if they play the 49ers week three. And if they beat the 49ers week three on the road after Thursday night, I'm going to come in with a little bit of a pep in my step. Because at that point, we just beat the second best team, in my opinion, in our conference. Who's the first? The Eagles? The Eagles. Yeah, I think the Eagles are going to regress a little bit just because of Super I said the Bowl same hangover. Thing. I, said the, I said the same thing. Yeah. Not the but Super I would Bowl still, hangover. I would still plug them as the number one. They have the, the best offensive line. And – um, did Nick Bosa get paid? Is he like back in the mix with San Fran? I don't know. 
I don't know. But they also – they got some quarterback – I don't want to say issues because I think Brock Purdy is good, but – No, but he's not. Quarterback problems. Brock Purdy is not good. He is average right now. You can't say someone's good. True. That's just my opinion. Um, no, that is true. All right, anything else you got? No, no. Um, when are you coming back up to State College? Sunday? I will be there tomorrow. Um, leaving my house at around 9 a.m., getting there around 12, packing, all that jazz. Coming back up to the great state of Pennsylvania. I can't we wait. Pennsylvania. Are so high. Uh, I hope Penn State actually produces on their vibes. Look, I, look, I can't comment on the, the baseball team. has some good vibes. They picked some good players up. I'm obviously applying for a job there, so I can't really comment on it. But you might be too. <laughs> wait, We're waiting to hear back. Yeah, but, we shall see. But yeah, it was fun. Little taste. We gotta do an hour together. We did about thirty today. So I'll I'm gonna get going, but always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining. I can't wait to see okay, Benny's out. I, I was gonna say can't wait to see you soon, but Benny is out. Once again, thank you to Ben Taylor. I hope everybody enjoyed that special, special Ben Taylor appearance. It's always great in life when things happen that you don't expect. Let me repeat that. It is always great in life when things happen that you don't expect, especially when you're doing a live show. Could you imagine if Tony Romo popped in right now? That would be magic. But we didn't get Tony Romo today. We got Benny Taylor. And once again, Benny, thank you very much. So back to Yankees Red Sox game one. Red Sox put up a four spot in the top of the first. Justin Turner scored Alex Verdugo. Masataka Yoshida got a home run, which scored himself. Justin Turner and Rafael Devers. Let's skip ahead to the top of the second. Devers scored Pablo Reyes. Turner then got another hit, scoring Alex Verdugo. And Masataka Yoshida got another hit. Scoring Rafael Devers. So an early 7-0 deficit for, I'm not going to say the worst team in baseball, but for what is probably one of the worst teams in baseball. They showed that they are worse than the, Ra- the, the Rockies. I can't speak today. They showed that they are worse than the Rockies. They showed that they're worse than the Marlins, who aren't even that bad anymore. They showed that they're kind of on the same level as the Oakland Athletics. But anyway, we get back to the point here. In the bottom of the third, DJ LeMahieu scored Anthony Volpe. In the bottom of the eighth, Aaron Judge got a home run. And then in the top of the ninth, Devers scored another run. So going into the bottom of the ninth, the Yankees were down 8-3. to three. And you know what? This is the only way to lose a game. The best way to lose a game is when your team gets absolutely crushed. The game ends fast and you could forget about it quickly. But in this case, the Yankees got absolutely crushed, then kind of came back a little bit, and then actually had a chance in the bottom of the ninth with men on second and third with no outs, and in pure Yankee fashion, score 0.0 runs. So as I said when Ben Taylor was on the show, the New York Yankees 
are that girl who comes up to you at a party. You're standing there with the daddy soda. You're vibing. You're dancing. And you got this hot female come up to you. Gets behind you. Starts scratching your back. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm about to get some. And then walks away. That is what the Yankees have done this season. And that's what they did in this game. In the bottom of the ninth. Down seven. Down five runs. Second and third, no outs. That girl comes up to you. Maybe we'll get something. No. I like that analogy. And I just came up with it. Off the top of my head. Guys. I don't even want to say it's rock bottom because we have been at rock bottom for the last two months. It is what it is. And you want to know why I say that? Because there's nothing that I can say or do that will make it better. There's nothing that Aaron Boone can say or do that will make it better. And at this point, post-trade deadline, there is nothing that even the top guys, a.k.a. Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner, can do to make it better. The Yankees, for the rest of the year, will be an awful team. And the Yankees going into next year, barring any surprising changes, which probably won't happen, will have another awful year. I don't want to say that. Let's focus on this season alone. They are an awful team, and nothing will change that. As I said when Benny Taylor was on, I feel bad for Aaron Boone. He's a good man. He's a good religious man, good father, and he has to manage the team every day and watch them get killed, and there's nothing he can do about it. It's not like football when a coach can draw up different plays, be more aggressive in certain situations, be more conservative, change the personnel because there's 50 guys on the roster. No. Can't do that in baseball. Cannot do that in baseball. So I feel bad for Aaron Boone. He has to talk to the media every single day and can't really be honest and say bad things because that's not the Yankee way anymore. It is what it is. It is what it is. You want to know what's good, though? You want to know what's good? We will be getting the chance to see Austin Wells and Everson Pereira very, very soon. I guess that's good. And also, as I mentioned earlier, we get to watch Garrett Cole. And I'm not going to bring up how I'm extremely devastated that the Yankees are wasting Garrett Cole's best season as a Yankee. I'm just going to bring up how we get to watch him tomorrow. So Saturday's matchup, Cutter Crawford for the Red Sox, 5-6 and six record, 90 innings pitched, 3.8 ERA, 1.13 whip. Versus Garrett Cole, 10 and 3 record, 156 and a third innings, 2.76 ERA, 1.05 whip. Favorite for the American League, Cy Young. You, you look at the offense, clear advantage to the Yankees. I mean, the Red Sox. And you look at the defense, clear advantage, even though the Red Sox don't even have a good defense. To the Red Sox. The Yankees are a minus 165 favorite. I sports bet. 
I bet on baseball. I bet on football, college football, hockey, UFC, Saratoga horse racing. I bet on a lot. I am being completely honest with you guys. Even as a Yankees fan, I have to say there is no reason why the Yankees should be minus 165. Even as Garrett Cole's biggest fan, there is no reason why the New York Yankees should be a minus 165 favorite to any team in Major League Baseball. Take that information as you will, but that is my information of the day. On Sunday, the Red Sox starting pitcher has not been released yet, but for the Yankees, it will be Clark Schmidt, who got absolutely rocked against the Atlanta Braves, but before then was actually very good and consistent. Will he bounce back? I think so. Will him bouncing back be good enough? I doubt it to the fullest. That wraps up my Yankees conversation. I titled this episode, This is the Worst Yankee Season of My Life. And the last thing that I'm going to say about them is this is the worst Yankee season of my life. And it's not getting better anytime soon. Let's talk about the Jets. Okay. I have to start with the negatives. The negatives on the Jets is that their offensive line is a train wreck. Now, sure, is their offensive line getting overshadowed and not talked about as a big worry because of the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Can a bad offensive line not take down a whole offense because the Jets have Aaron Rodgers? Yes. But I want to make this very, very clear. From what I have been reading and seeing from the Jets' offensive line, it has been horrendous. You saw it on Hard Knocks. Rodgers was getting pissed. You saw it on Hard Knocks. Salah was getting pissed. He said, you can have a Hall of Fame quarterback, $10 million plus dollar wide receivers, offensive rookie of the year, talent in the running back room, but if you don't have the guys in the offensive line, you don't have anything. And I'll repeat that. Aaron Rodgers is almost 40 years old. He cannot be running for his life. The Jets' offensive line needs to be better. There's nothing more I could say. It is a worry, and it could be the sinking ship to this fantasy land that I'm living in of the Jets potentially winning the Super Bowl. That is the only worry of the team. You look at the wide receivers, the running backs, the quarterback, the tight ends, the defense, corner, safety, linebacker, defensive line, and there is no other worry. But if you don't have an offensive line, you can't run the ball, and you can't give your quarterback time to throw the ball, which means your offense will suck. And you can't win in the NFL or in any league with a bad offensive line and a bad offense. So that will have to be... It just has to be better, whether it's better from inside the building. Maybe play Makai Becton in the first unit. That's my opinion. We'll see how the Jets go about that as training camp progresses here and eventually ends next week. Or maybe it gets better from outside of the building. And I'm talking about one guy, David Bakhtahari. 
The Packers general manager today, Robert Gutekis, came out and said, we are not trading David back to Hari. And I read that as, damn, shucks. And then one of my friends, Rami Levy, tweeted, this is a classic general manager line. Saying we won't trade somebody is like the last resort. And I started thinking, and I was like, damn, he's kind of right. He is kind of right. So now I kind of think that David Bakhtahari may potentially be traded to the Jets. But whether he comes here or not, the Jets' offensive line is the biggest worry right now, and it simply needs to be better. As I said previously, I think they should put Makai Becton in the first unit. I know the guy can't play, but he's one of the most talented tackles. And if he can play, that's a big boy blocking for number eight. Here are my notes for Hard Knocks episode two. Let's start off at the beginning of the episode. A mentorist? Oz Perman stepped into one Jets drive, Florham Park, New Jersey, and absolutely mind effed the whole Jets team and myself. I have no idea how he did what he did, but it was crazy. Second note, fights, fights, and fights. Um, There is a lot of fights in Jets training camp. Is it good? Is it bad? I think it's neither. I think it's competitive professional athletes going up against each other every single day. And things get hostile. And it happens in Jets camp. It happens in Giants camp. Eagles camp. It happens everywhere. There is, from what we see, it looks like there's more in Jets camp than there is in other places. But I don't see it as really a worry. I just see it as something that happens and just people need to stay safe. We saw the other day, or not saw, we, we heard the other day that there was a Jets coach that kind of got stuck in the middle of it and might have taken a punch or got hurt. I hope he's okay, but definitely had a, a lot of fights, and I was surprised by that. But it's not a bad thing. Third thing, Rodgers' money. He's money off the field. He's money on the field. He's money in everything he does. His past fakes are amazing. But more importantly, the reason why he's money, who else checks the grass for wind? His mind is so complex that he knows exactly what to do and when to do it and how to do it. You listen to him speak about football. It's the most advanced thing you ever hear. You listen to him on a headset on the sideline during preseason games. He knows which guys are going to be open. He was on the mic when Tim Boyle was playing quarterback and said 82 is going to be, I don't know the number, but he said, for example, 82 is going to be wide open. 82 is going to be wide open. And what happened? He was wide open. And then checking the grass for wind. It's the most Aaron Rodgers thing of all time. This guy is just the best. Will McDonald is an interesting man. That's kind of all I'm going to say about that. He's an interesting man. And he's cool. I like him. I think he's going to be really good too. The Jets' defensive line is insane. Quinn and Williams is insane. 
the rookie show sucked. Watching silent tape is psychotic. Once again, if you just filled in, I am talking about Hard Knocks episode two. So I said the rookie show sucked. Watching silent tape is psychotic. And the last thing I got to say is I got to watch Airplane Gun because that is how they ended off the episode. I liked Hard Knocks episode two, but I also said about episode one, there is no way I wouldn't like Hard Knocks. It is a behind-the-scenes exclusive about my favorite football team. How can you not like that? All right, I'm going to end off this episode by talking about packing. And this is what I'm going to say about it. I hate packing. I'm going up to Penn State tomorrow to start my senior year. I am basically all packed up. And the reason I say basically is because after I do my hair tomorrow and shave, I need to shave. I have to put my hairbrush and my razor in my toiletries bag and then put that in my suitcase. That is all I need to do. But packing is such a stress, man. Filling up the car, such a stress. But to all other college students that have either A, already moved in and packed, or B, are doing it, all I could say to you is enjoy every second of it because college flies by. And before we all know it, we're going to be home for Christmas break and then home for summer break next year. So as I said last episode, just enjoy every single second of life. One last tidbit. I had two ice creams today. One was a strawberry sundae from Dairy Queen. The other one was a Cliff's milkshake. Cliff's is a local ice cream shop near I. Where where near I live? Wait, near where I live? Yeah, near where I live. Two ice creams today. That is how you end the summer. Everybody, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. And whatever you do, don't stress about the Yankees. Because you ain't going to fix it. I got a surprise for you all. Tomorrow's UFC 292. Ajamain Sterling versus Sean O'Malley. This is the video that I am posting on TikTok and Instagram tomorrow morning. I will skip to my pick, and my pick is this. So it's all said the best bet for UFC 292 is Aljamain Sterling by decision. I think he is a more complete fighter, controls most of the fight, but O'Malley does just enough to avoid a submission. Sterling, by decision. Love you all. Thank you all. I'll see you all very, very soon. Peace out.